Forefront with Adam and Christina Hannon. Hello, you are listening to Forefront. This is Adam and Christina Hannon. We've been married for 17 years. We have four kids. And in this podcast, we're asking each other marriage check-in questions. Three of them. What's something that's brought you joy this week? What's something that's been hard? And what's something that's been on the forefront of your mind? So this is your chance to eavesdrop in, and we're going to share some stories of adventure and friendship in our marriage. So why don't you go first this week? I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. What's something that's brought you joy? Can I have two two things this week? Mm, they're, okay. They're like small things. Wait, let me think. Is it your podcast? Yeah, you yeah, can have two things. I can things. have two yeah, things. Yeah. Excellent. That's great. <laughs> I'm so glad because I don't, I don't want to forget these two things. They're so good. Do it. Number one, we were... In the Target parking lot, which in itself is a joyful experience. I mean, anytime you go to Target, it's like, oh, I don't know what it is about (laughs) Target, but it's just like, oh, I feel like it's such a retreat. But in the Target parking lot, there was a gentleman playing an electric violin. That was cool. And it totally just transformed the whole mood of the parking lot, but the shopping experience like everything it was just like this is so fun Mm. this is so fun just playing like beautiful music on his violin his daughter is dancing around the tip bucket thing yeah it was incredible now that brought me joy now you are the target audience Mm. that's true (laughs) for this store but that was really cool. It really did kind of transform the whole experience as something more joyful. I think I think we need more of that. Right. And I don't know how to play the violin, Mm-mm. but I've always wanted to play the steel drums. <gasps> you have. So, I mean, do you think I could start going around to parking lots? You'd make Iowa sound <laughs> a lot more tropical. Yeah. I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the second one, oh, this was so great. Our friends... On the 4th of July, you know, like fireworks are going off. People are shooting off fireworks at home. Mm -hmm. And our friends' neighbors had shot off these fireworks, right? Oh, this is so great. You're already laughing. You know it. And um, it didn't end so well. And our friend's garbage can caught on fire. Long story short. (laughs) Melted the bottom off of it. So the next day we were over there just hanging out with our friends and the neighbor brought over as an apology, like a like a peace offering sort of, he brought over just armfuls of fresh kale from his garden. It was apology kale. Apology <laughs> kale. <laughs> so great. Like, who does that? I don't know, but please come blow up my garbage can and give me kale. <laughs> and it was so much that our friend shared it with us. So all week we've been eating apology kale. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, so appreciative yeah. for that. Um, who needs a garbage can when you have fresh salad? <laughs> How about you? What's something that brought you joy this week? What brings more joy than a snow cone on the 4th of July? Mm. Something comes close. It's a snow cone in a staff meeting. We had both last week. So Mm -hmm. your dad finds a lot of odd, quirky, large food-related items that he loves to gift to us. It's like restaurant supply grade items. So growing up, our church youth group always had a concession trailer Mm -hmm. that they would set up 
during the town festival every year. And my parents at the time were in charge of the youth group. And so they would oversee this big concession trailer and all the snow cones and popcorn and hot dogs and all <laughs> those things. And they loved it. And and I loved it as a child. I mean, I loved it. And as a result, those things were kind of stored in our garage growing up. And so I had a snow cone machine, like a legitimate restaurant grade snow cone machine mm-hmm. in my garage and a soda machine, like a soda fountain. Like the ones you see in the restaurants. Yeah. That's I had really cool. one of those. How cool is that? Like I had orange, I think it was orange crush. Mm. That was my flavor. Like everyone had their own flavor in the family and mine was Orange Crush. That's so cool. It was amazing. But this love, this passion has never faded (laughs) Mm. from my dad or really from myself. Like it's one of my secret ambitions in life to open a hot dog stand. You've always had that dream. Mm -hmm. It's true. Mm Mm-hmm. And now we're just one step closer. Because your dad also got us that hot dog roller grill, like that industrial size one. Like, mm-hmm. I think this one's bigger than the one at the gas station. Right. It's awesome. I so. pretty much have everything I need right now. There you go. There's You're equipped. holding me back. Yeah. So I brought the hot dog roller grill to work and I had a hot dog party, which was great. <laughs> you know, I'm the new manager. So what can I, you know, what needs to happen uh, to change a culture at the station? Well, more hot dog parties. <laughs> And then it was 4th of July, so I invited the staff out to watch the fireworks from the lawn of the station. And uh, why not get out the snow cone machine? So we did that, and then I brought it to the staff meeting. I made everybody have two. It was great. <laughs> you made everyone have two? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And we were all joyful. Oh, it was great. I mean, one of my favorite things was just to put a LaCroix, like sparkling water, on the yeah. shaved ice. It was so good. So it doesn't have to be, you know, unhealthy. Sugary or sweet, yeah. It just is so fun. (laughs) Here was my key to the perfect snow cone. Mm. Maple syrup. Just maple syrup. A lot of maple syrup. But it was maple syrup. It was great. Real, real maple mm-hmm. from Pure the maple. tree, not the not the fake maple. Right. Yeah. yeah it yeah. wasn't Mrs. Butterworth. It was. <laughs> it was good. It was That's really awesome. good. So yeah, that brought me joy. All right. So what's been hard for you recently? Well, as long as we're talking about food, <laughs> there's a little backstory behind this. I okay. was at the store where kids work, the grocery store, and killing some time before I picked up somebody from work, and I saw on sale. They had watermelon bomb pops with seeds, mm-hmm. like candy seeds in these bomb pops. These popsicles, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. I would love this. You kind of lost your mind a little. I was really excited. So I bought some. <laughs> Come home. Hey, like, who wants a bomb pop? You know, watermelon with seeds. It's so exciting. And you were stressing the seeds. Because that's why I bought them. Yep. Because of the seeds. And I'll get to that in a moment, like why that's so important to me. Everyone had one. They were so excited. It was, you know, a million degrees that day. So, yes, absolutely. I want a bomb pop with seeds. Everybody had seeds except for me. Mm. What a letdown. Wah, wah. I wasted like 
$2 on that box of bonbons. They were on sale. Oh, man, I wanted to feel bad for you, but I was having too much fun eating my seeds and my bomb pop popsicle. It's all right. Oh. I'll totally be fine. Oh, man. But, I mean, I mean, there's so much nostalgia behind that. And, and you knew it because you had walked that season of life with me. It was one of my pregnancies. Yeah. I think it was Alistair. It was. Our third son. And... During that pregnancy, like I would get cravings. Yeah, it wasn't for pickles. Watermelon, laffy taffy, but it had to have the seeds in it. Yes. That was a limited time thing, I think. And you, like the good husband that you are, <laughs> went out of your way like so many days. It was such a gift to me. You would go out of your way to track down these wattermelon Laffy Taffies for me with the seeds. <laughs> so thank you. I for took your... the long way home. You did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every candy shop in the Brainerd Lakes area, very few, only one of them had the watermelon Laffy Taffy with the seeds in it, mm-hmm. but I uh, had to find it for my wife. So thank you so much for... <laughs> For caring for me in that way, and I don't know. I know it seems like a trivial thing, but to know that you love me enough to to try and to go out of your way for something that just would meet that need. I don't know why that would be a need, but it was. Now, this is really interesting to me because here we are. Let's see. Alistair's 13. So looking back 13 years ago, honestly, it, there was a wrestling match in my mind on my way home from work. Because what is your greater need? Do you need me home? Because you've been with the kids all day, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Supper's like on the table. Do you need me to rush home or do you need watermelon Laffy Taffy? (laughs) And I honestly didn't know what you needed more. I probably didn't know what I needed more. Yeah. But there we were. That was the season of life Mm -hmm. we were in. We didn't know what we needed, but uh, went went with the Laffy Taffy that day. And 13 years later... You have a fond memory of it, so I I guess they chose wisely. Yeah, I think I know what I needed. I needed to be loved. Sure. I needed to be seen and known, and you did. You Mm. know, you you saw both scenarios. I mean, you saw the struggle that it was staying home with kids, so you knew, like, the priority of getting home and and being there for dinner. You knew that. I valued that. Mm. And so you tried to meet that need, but also you knew this... (laughs) this pregnancy craving need that I had. And so thank you. Thank you for taking the time to know me and even know me in the quirkiness of raising toddlers and craving watermelon seeds. (laughs) So there were a lot of candy shops I had mentioned that did not have the Laffy Taffy watermelon flavor with the seeds, right? So there were many days where I was late from work to get home because I had traveled all over the place, visited three different candy shops and they didn't have it. And what do you do? Like, why are you late? Uh, I was, I was visiting three candy shops. Like, what do you do? Right. That's that was 13 years ago. I'm glad I'm glad you've got some fun memories of that. <laughs> yeah. How about you? What's been hard for you this week? Okay, so mentioned recently on the podcast that I had taken a new position at work. Super excited, super grateful, super blessed. Uh, but there's been some days, a few days, where it's just been like I felt overwhelmed. Because, you know, you're learning new things. You're learning a lot of new things. Yeah, and... That in general is is hard. 
there's a lot to do. There's a lot to learn. I'm I'm learning. One of the things that I'm learning is that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but, you know, that's part of learning more things, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You got to get to that point. So there's one day in particular where, man, I felt underqualified and overwhelmed. And then I got a call from my friend Joe. First thing Joe says, he's like, hey, Adam, how you doing? And honestly, I don't even think I said a word. I think I just made a noise. Just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, hmm, good. I'm like, good. That's <laughs> like, like a Jocko move right there. It is. It totally is. But he, he, he said, let me tell you why I just said good. Because when you're in this spot of desperation and you recognize your need, that's when you're more likely to cling on fully to Jesus. Mm. And there's no better place to be. Yep. He's right. It was uh it was overwhelming, but man, I needed Jesus. Jesus is with me. I know that. He's gonna help me through this. I know that. So again, like reminding myself what's true. And uh, you know, and Joe uh, encouraged me. He prayed for me. And then he offered some practical information and advice that really helped me with my job. Mm-hmm. It was so helpful. And then it, it was fun because I think it was later that week you were talking to our kids about how important it is to find a friend or a mentor who's more spiritually mature than you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... Man, they're able to encourage you in great ways. They're able to pray for you in awesome ways. They're able to advise you. And they also, by modeling, are giving you something to shoot for. Like, man, that's Joe. For me, like, that's Joe. And I needed to talk to him that day. So we actually set up a a routine time, like every other Thursday. We're going to, we're going to, talk at 10 o'clock in the morning and uh, and have that phone call. You know, part of me says with my new job, like, who's got the time? <laughs> Man, I don't have the time not to talk to him. Right. I need it, so. Praise God for bringing Joe into your, into your life at just this right moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you've been aware of him or sort of friends with him for mm-hmm. a while, but like right now, Oh, you need him. Yeah. And and he's really just stepping into that role for you. So I'm so thankful for him as well. Yeah, yeah. And God knows we need friends. We need relationships. We need to, uh, to speak into each other's lives. We need that. So, man, if you don't have that person, that friend, that mentor, who's just a little bit more spiritually mature than you are, oh, find them. And if they are spiritually mature... You can ask them, hey, will you be my friend? Will you yeah. <laughs> talk with me? I need you. And yeah. they'll say, yeah. They'll say, yeah. They'll find time. They'll do it. They'll make time. Um, by the way, speaking of Joe, him and his wife, Tara, are getting ready to start their podcast together. This I'm really excited. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. I cannot wait to listen. Yeah. It's going to be called Behind Our Smiles. They actually have a website, behindoursmiles.com. All right. So... What is something, this is the anything goes question, Mm -hmm. what's something that's been on the forefront of your mind, babe? Well, we've been talking, even I think in this episode, a little bit about knowing each other well and the way to get to know each other, you know, like 
I was talking about you knowing my needs. And the way that we get to that point is really by asking good questions of each other. Mm -hmm. And one thing that's come up in our family this week that's been kind of funny but very revealing to talk about is this question and it's what makes you feel rich what is rich to you because we could maybe i mean maybe some people don't want to be rich but let's suppose that everyone wants to be rich but that means something different to every single person so what does it mean to you to be rich. So I went around the table and I asked my kids, you know, like, what would be rich to you? And Lane said, oh, I would go to the dollar store and be able to buy anything I want. Mm. (laughs) So like for her, being rich is just like $20 pretty much. Yeah, Just being able to buy a few things at the dollar store. But when I think about rich, I think about just enjoying my life in in a luxurious way and a lot of the things that i thought of don't actually take any money Hmm. or are very inexpensive you know like a bubble bath with candles Hmm. hold on i'm taking notes (laughs) more candles (laughs) that hardly costs anything right because I already bathed myself, right? This is already in the budget. And (laughs) we could buy candles at the dollar store. So really, rich is just, for me, that that time, that self-care, that valuing of my relaxation, my sanity, my, you know, space to think. Mm -hmm. That's something that I would define as, like, that's rich to me. But... We've been talking a lot about that this week, and I was just kind of curious, like, what is, what, how would you define it? Like, what would you say? What is rich to you? Hmm. So sometimes when we're on drives that are a little bit longer, you know, stop at a gas station, you know, potty break, gas up the van, and uh, maybe get a coffee. But uh, once in a while, this doesn't happen often. Instead of getting, like, the, the gas station coffee... I remember that one time when I went to the cooler instead, like the fridge part, and I got the can of Starbucks Nitro Cold Brew. That was pretty fancy. It was like, what, like 50 cents, like 75 cents more. Okay, fine. But I gave myself a treat. I don't treat myself often, I don't think. No, you don't. But uh, I don't know. That day I did, and I felt rich. I spent 75 cents more on myself. Good for you. Yeah. Way yeah. to go. The good coffee. <laughs> the good coffee. And I'm not going to do that every day. I'm not going to do that every month. But uh, yeah, that made me feel rich. Yeah. Well, I think it's good to know as a spouse, what is it for you? And, you know, assuming that these aren't sinful or, you know, outlandishly selfish desires. Sure. Is this something that we should strive for in our, you know, in our financial goals? Like when we sit down together and we make a budget, what are we aiming for? Hmm. Are we aiming for the same things? Because if you're aiming for these Starbucks coffees and I'm aiming for a jacuzzi tub. (laughs) Oh, a jacuzzi. Now things are getting a little more, (laughs) 
a little more luxurious. But um, but having that understanding, what does it feel like for your partner? What are mm. what would they want to experience? So then you can plan together or yeah. consider one another as you're making your financial plans. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's a great question to ask your spouse because a million dollars, a million dollars is like the classic answer, right? Mm -hmm. A million dollars means something different to somebody living in Kentucky than in uh, say Los Angeles, right? A million dollars means something different to somebody who's 60 than somebody who's 20. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just different for every person. So I love that. Asking your spouse that question, what makes you, what makes you feel rich? No, really, like you, what do you think makes you feel rich? I think it's a great question. So how about you? What's been on the forefront of your mind this week? You know, it's been fun. Senior picturing. <laughs> is that yeah. a verb? Yes, it is. Is that an activity? Yeah. It is now. It's like a hobby for us right now. Okay, let me explain. So our... Oldest son is going to be a senior this uh, this next school year. So we, for the record, we did just line up somebody to take actual professional, like, senior pictures, right? Yeah. But we've been practicing because knowing that he's going to be a senior, anytime we're out and about on a family adventure or whatever, it's like, hey, that's a really cool scene, like, really cool scenery. We say, senior pictures. <laughs> And he just poses and we start taking his picture and we've got some really cool photos of him. Yeah, it started as a joke because yeah. I originally didn't have anyone lined up like it was on my to do list. Like, yeah. OK, find someone to take mixed senior pictures. But until I had actually accomplished that, it was just kind of like hanging over, you know, everyone like who's going to take his senior <laughs> pictures. And so he had no idea that I was actually planning on getting senior pictures taken it's like my cheap parents are right. just gonna do it on their iphone right yeah <laughs> and so we were out and about and i was like oh this would be a great spot for senior pictures and so i take up my phone and i start taking these and he's like are you serious like is this my senior picture <laughs> no it's not but now we have the coolest collection yep of fake senior pictures because you put a file together on your phone. Yeah. So everywhere we've gone this year or every kind of like big event yep. is marked. And I love it because it's really a chronology of his senior year. All these like trips that we've taken or even just like little places that we've been as a family or, oh, when we played mini golf or, hey, when we saw... The Godspeed, you know, when we were touring Jamestown. The tall ship, yeah. And all of these moments are documented in the fake senior pictures. <laughs> it's great. And all the all the cheesy poses yep. are there. They're cheesy poses, but these are actual experiences that we had together as a family. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Yeah. Also, when it comes time for his graduation party... You know, you put up the tag board with all the embarrassing <laughs> pictures and it's so stressful on the parents because they got to dig through 18 years of pictures. We already have them set aside and they're good. They're not embarrassing. They're like, hey, these are great pics of our son. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I love everything about it. Everything about it. I think everyone should do fake senior pictures. Yeah. Also fine. Throw in the real professional 
Sure, yeah. That's, that's great. That's great. You need something to hang on your wall. Yep. But the fake ones, those are hard to beat. You're having a lot of fun with this. I kind of think maybe we should start a side business, like Hannon's fake senior photography. <laughs> fake senior photos. <laughs> Discounted price. But then they would be professional, right? Because, we because we'd be, be charging. Yeah. You know, there we go. So they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be. Amateur. Oh, uh, what to do? I don't know. <laughs> what a world. <laughs> well, this has been Forefront with Adam and Christina Hannon. Thank you for spending some time with us. Forefront is a production of Northwestern Media.